Welcome along to Crunching Gators, Season 1, Episode 12, Part 1 of 2, with co-driver Gordon Noble. Gordon tells us about his early career, how he got started in motorsport, quickly rising through the ranks, sitting with the likes of Robin Lyons, then in with Trevor Cathers as they competed and won on the BRC and the Tarmac Championship. And then moving on, then sitting with Mark Fisher in Mark's early years in the Super 6 and the 106 Championships and getting the chance to sit in the Peugeot Works team for two rounds of the World Championship. He then goes on and tells us about his time with Chris Meek and then in the Works team, Works Peugeot UK team with Rory Galligan and Gary Jennings. Before moving on to the World stage with Niamh McShay and Alistair McRae. This and so much more. I hope you enjoy. Fisher and Andrew Nesbitt have made the 1999 event a classic, as we have already said. Never has so much been provided for so many by so few. The proudest time, and I say to Veralik here, because that day and that hour and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. Welcome along to Crunching Gears. In this episode, we speak to Gordon Noble. Gordon has been a co-driver now for, I'm sure he'll be, if you could fill us in more in the years, but it's been a long time. Gordon, you're very welcome along. Thank you very much, Kevin. It's good good to be here. I'll tell you a few a few yarns. As you say, I've been co-driving for, for a while. Um, as far as I can remember, I did my first rally in 1984, which is 36 years back, so it's a while. <laughs> so how, what got you involved in motorsport in the first place? Was it in the family growing up or...? Not particularly. My family were farmers from down in uh, in uh, Fermanagh. I just had an interest in machinery and probably travel a bit as well. Um, always was uh, intrigued with rally cars and going fast and the noise they made and that sort of stuff. And on the farm, I'll admit, I mean, it, well, I worked on it, worked a lot there, but I never had a pile of interest in, uh, in 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 the animals. All I wanted to do was take out tractors and machinery and spend hours and hours of that. And I suppose we went to school, we read the papers, we read, bought, whenever I was able to afford it, I bought all the magazines and, and read about it and stuff stuff like that. Um, I tell you, one of my memories is working on the farm. We had a, uh, a guy that worked for uh, my dad on, on the farm and he had a passing interest in, in kind of motorsport and I convinced him to take me to actually, actually watch some rallies. We watched the Permapost Rally, as it was called, way back in the early, early 80s, whenever okay. Ronnie, Ronnie McCartney and, and those those guys were diving in it. Um, mm-hmm. They also talked about them taking me to watch the Circuit of Ireland. I'm not sure of the year, whatever year Billy Coleman was there in the Stratus. Oh, um, yeah, probably 77, 78, around that time. Yeah, yeah I was... I didn't have any didn't have any license and he had had one so I talked him into getting up at 
the crack of dawn, as in 3 a.m. on Easter Monday, or Easter Tuesday morning, it would have been to go to Saint Finn and watch what's what's the circuit coming through through there. So that was the earlier interest. And then there was a stock car track down in uh, in Castle Derg. I used to get them to take take me there as well. Um, and that mm-hmm. kind of developed, and I, I was nosy and wanted to see what what was happening and so on. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it really developed then from whenever I went to university, and there was a motor club in the Polytech. Joined joined that and found a, quite a number of like-minded folks, mm-hmm. um, and found out a bit more about motorsport. I started marshalling as soon as I got a car, but didn't really start competing until 1984. Kenny Murray and I bought a little auto test car and started drive, driving that. We spent a year at that doing the, the Northern Ireland auto test mm-hmm. series. Um, I then tried to drive a wee bit those early days as well. I had a, a, tall, a, a Talbot Sunbeam and done, done some navigation rallies in it. Yeah. Gavin Campbell was the guy who was my co-driver who yes, you might have heard over Nova. Yeah. So mm-hmm. He was also with the Polytech whenever I, uh, I was there. Mm-hmm. But um, I say Ken, Kenny Murray then was my, was my buddy and Working mm-hmm. the guards beside me and things like that, and mm-hmm. we eventually um, moved on from that auto testing to doing some navigation rides together, and that's mm-hmm. where the foundation of that was. We're we're all very enthusiastic and fairly naive as well, I would say, but yes. uh, enjoyed it. Um, and I have to say that the one catalyst that kind of made us do do more was we went to our first navigation rally was in um, Cookstown, which was in Northern Ireland championship status event and probably was a bit above, sort of above us for our first first time out mm-hmm. but a few weeks later we went to Enniskillen Motor Club snow uh, snow spinner rally which is a, a close close to club event right. and we ended up finishing second there that second overall it was about 40 odd 40 odd cars started mm-hmm. so that gave us a bit of uh, confidence yeah. really to keep yeah. at it and keep uh, going on exactly mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah so um, then the switch from night navs and that, or the navigation rally, sorry, to stage rallying. Again, Kenny Murray was my, him and I together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up um, half financing an uh, Avenger. If any if anybody listened to this, if they know, know what one of those, those was, <laughs> we, we, we paid for it half, half, half each. Mm-hmm. And we started doing some stage events and that. The idea initially was that we would drive half and half, but... We soon found out that he was kind of faster driving than I was better in the, in, in the sort of passenger side. So um, that's where we spent most of the time. And um, I did a few rallies in that car. I did the Lakeland, the Lakeland, Lakeland stages in it. And right. No idea. Finished yes. fifth or sixth in the class. I did a few quarry events and was quite competitive there. Whenever I knew, uh, I knew where, where it was going, it used to be reasonably good in it. Um, that wee car then, unfortunately... Um, so a sad end. Kenny was out testing it one night and wrapped it around a bloody tree. So uh, <laughs> it was then rebuilt into another into another sunbeam shell. Okay. And yes. him and I rallied that for. I suppose we started rallying that car in 90, the Avenger in '85, mm-hmm. and right through to '87, I suppose, when the the sunbeam was about. Okay. We did. We did. We did a lot of events, but we did mm-hmm. you know a lot of the Northern Ireland Championship type events and stuff like yes. that. So mm-hmm. that's what really was the stepping stone into the sort of stage rallies and then as you did more and more stage rallies you, you, you met more and more people and uh, eventually a few other guys invited me to go and navigate for them um, mm-hmm. on the back of being reasonably good at the navigation rallies I suppose so yes. that's kind of where it started in the, mm-hmm. the mid to late, late 80s and okay. 
developed from there, you know. Mm -hmm. And you were also uh, kind of working along with Brian Patterson and Lesno was distributing the bulletins and all events were you too, is that right? Uh, yeah. That I'm, later I'm, down the way? No, that was in that, those early, early days as well. And uh -huh. um, I, I'm not really sure, to be quite honest with you, how, how, how that link was made between mm -hmm. the Pattersons and us, but obviously the Brian and Liz must have been doing some bulletins and we got to know and, and know that there was a, a job going for want of a better term. Yes. And this was the time that Rothmans were actually sponsoring the Circuit, circuit of Ireland and the bulletins were oh, in, yeah. in, in, in very much in sort of demand and so on. Mm -hmm. So Kenny, Kenny Murray and I again um, teamed up with the, with the Pattersons and we had a briefing every every morning and evening with the Pattersons, we would go to the service area and collect bundles of these uh, bulletins. I remember there used to be three teams or three crews whose job was to go and distribute them. Mm -hmm. So then we had, if we collect them in the service area, we were organized to go to uh, stage, the next uh, yes. next stage, stage along then between the three the three crews we organized, which, which sort of junction we were all going to. So we didn't all turn up with the same one, we're trying to spread, spread the bulletins about. Mm -hmm. At that time, you must remember there was no mobile phone, there was no Wi-Fi, there was no instant yes. uh, results and mm -hmm. everybody relied heavily upon the Pattersons for the story of what was happening, the results. Mm -hmm. um, even uh, competitors were kind of relying on them for just know where, where they were lying and, mm -hmm. and, and the kind of results and stuff like that. So everybody is extremely hungry for that, um, mm -hmm. for that, for that bit, bit of news. And for mm -hmm. us it was a bit of an uh, adventure, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're heading off and I was having to navigate up and down wee roads and Southern Ireland using half half fence maps to find the locations and stuff like that. So yes, there's no money in it, mind you. If you anybody's working for Brian a lot, you know, you weren't going to make you weren't going to make profit, but it, it wasn't going to cost you anything. But, no, uh, uh, more for the enjoyment of it as much as anything yeah, else. But. Uh, fantastic link to that family who have done so much rallying over the mm -hmm. years. You know, I must say, certainly Brian will be. Very badly missed in doing that, but yeah. bulletin service. And I know the family have probably ca carried on where it's where it was now, where, where it's, um, it's profitable to do it. Is that the way to put it? Yes. Brian uh -huh. was a fantastic guy in the family as well, doing those that bulletin service over mm -hmm. the years. And Brian had such a way with them with people too, hadn't they? For the competitors and all, like he had the same time for number one as number 101 kind of thing. I was exactly going to say that, Kevin. He, he talked to everybody in the same the same sort of language. He knew ev everybody, or he seemed to know everybody. I know he's that the way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, and was able to take everybody's stories on board and uh, calculate times quicker than sort of computers could do it so yes uh, and this was typing away like sort of furiously somewhere in the back in the sort of background of the story as well yes. and but most of, you know you take back to the initial ballet rain bugles where the some of the stories might have been um yeah. the, the truth was kind of uh, <laughs> sized about the time but, um, certainly whenever brian was doing the more serious events like the british with the british championship or the R rac rally for a number of years it was a very very serious uh, job you know so mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's good, 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 good. that was, was dependent, you know, that was dependent on getting them results out around the country. It wasn't, you know, well, yeah. so it was that's, how the news, that's how the news sort of, sort of came out. Mm -hmm. It really was, you know, it yeah. really was. So by um, looking there, 98, or sorry, 88, um, Robin Lyons from Castleburg, then you were sitting with Robin. Robin would have been a very handy driver too, and always a very good machinery. Very good driver, yeah. Very yeah. well balanced, balanced driver and very good mm -hmm. at his... Uh, Technical knowledge as well. Owned owned, owned the guys and obviously built uh, built some of these cars. But mm -hmm. the cars we rallied were nearly all um, ex-works cars or, or or built in the sort of Peugeot Peugeot factory and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, interesting times. I met Robin through um, being around Castellera, I suppose, mm -hmm. more than anything else. And I know that the first time that he invited me to go and do the Ulster Rally, I think it was some of his 
service crew questioned who, who this boy was he was taken taken with him because yes. they knew about me doing some nav navigation well, they weren't really sure about anything else but mm -hmm. thankfully after we'd done uh, a stage stage or two everything settled down mm -hmm. and their 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 uh, confidence grew grew in me and we worked very well and mm -hmm. had some very very good times robin you know yeah some um, great results along the way too and as yeah, you say the results were good was... um mm -hmm. the results were good speed speed was good yeah. unfortunately at that time a, a usual 309 wasn't the greatest handling car of all things. <laughs> what well, a few scares and a few calamities in it, but um, the back end of it would have went anywhere, you would never would have predicted where it was going to go. Um, but Robin was a very, very good driver, you know, his sort of gravel driving as well was very good. Um, we were in Talbot Sambas and 205s, 309s, all that sort of stuff. I was but Robin had stopped running Sunbeam to the time I had joined him, you know, but yes. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was mm -hmm. fantastic times, and um, uh, uh, outside the outside the car was good as well. I must say we built up a very good rapport per personally, you know, and yes. um, mm -hmm. enjoyed ourselves and had a few beers uh, after the rally and stuff. So. A lot of fun too. Well, plenty of fun. Yeah, definitely yeah. was good. Definitely was good. And then another local man to yourself then too was Trevor Cathers. Uh, uh, that was ninety one. You started sitting with Trevor and BRC in the Civic. Trevor was another guy that was a very, uh, very handy driver behind the wheel of the car too. Oh, he was, TC is a fan, fantastic driver. Anybody who's ever watched him over the years, especially his tar tarmac driving, you know, mm -hmm. um, very, very good driver, very precise, um, on the edge a lot, yeah, and the stage times are always, always, always good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but my link from him came back, if you go back to the basics of the sort of navigation rally stuff, um, Trevor decided to do the well. He'd taken a sabbatical for quite quite a number of years. Come back rally and bought a, a Toyota Corolla. Did some rallies around Ireland and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then bought an ex Robbie Head Honda 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 Civic to go and do some British Championship oh, rallies. Okay, right, yeah, At that yeah. time, there was no pace notes on those BRC events, but there were twenty five thousand scale maps available for Scotland, Wales, and Yorkshire and everywhere else. Right, yeah. And um, I had gained a bit of a reputation in some ways, whether it's true or not, that I could read those 25,000 scale maps. Right. So he was going off to do the West Rally, um, and Anthony Donnelly, who was a, a common link between us, mm -hmm. made the made the sort of contact, and um, away we went. I got my maps marked up, we went off to off to Wales. I had done a few rallies over in Wales before, using 25,000 scale maps with a few mm -hmm. different guys. Um, Peter McCullough and I did a few, and I can't remember who else. Um, Mervyn Hill, maybe, but another guy from Balamino. But anyway, when yeah. we, we went to the Welsh, and remind me what year it was, 1991, is that correct? 1991, yeah. Um, yeah. That's Little Honda. Driver had, you know, obviously been rallying as, as Avenger for the years before that and driving blind and things like that. Mm -hmm. and I think he was a bit surprised at how much information I was able to get out of the uh, no. out, of, out of out of the map and how and how sort of useful it, it became to him. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that started our uh, relationship or our career together. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that first rally didn't actually work out too well. We rolled stage <laughs> 16, I think it was, right. in uh, Resolve in a very muddy corner. We caught the front front wheel and, mm -hmm. um, and the car started spinning, tripped over and rolled. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there was no super rally or oh, rally, rally two or whatever. Um, rally over. Uh, so then TC then moved on from that Honda Civic and... Mm -hmm. um, he had a Sierra, Sierra. Cosworth, uh -huh. um, a two two-wheel drive Sierra Cosworth for a while. Mm -hmm. and then we had a four-wheel drive Sierra Cosworth and then moved on to an Escort Cosworth. And those mm -hmm. were, in the early 90s, were very competitive 
you know, especially in Ireland. That they probably were the group and car to have then at that stage, weren't they? They were, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were indeed. And that two two wheel drive Sierra 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 Cosworth. Um, I don't know. We didn't have a speedo, but somebody was able to calculate in Galway. We're doing one hundred and forty five mile mile an hour in it, like so. That's. <laughs> Pretty scary sort of yoke, you know. It had yeah. loads of hor- horsepower. Uh-huh. Um, didn't particularly break too well, but it went, it went, it went forward fast, you know. Uh-huh. And, and the that really got on them was a bit like butter on them too, wasn't it? Yeah, so. were very, they were extremely buttery gearbox. The, the uh, two wheel drive car wasn't too bad. The four four wheel drive car was uh, just uh-huh. the gearbox wasn't built. It was a st- standard box for a road car. By the time you put the, up that turbo power, on it, I mean, um, we went to Killarney and the. Four wheel drive group end car and we broke the gearbox halfway up halfway up the gap like that's as far as we got. Mm-hmm. But we 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 managed to survive that rally and mm-hmm. if you want to hear a few yarns, maybe <laughs> I'll start telling you a few yarns. But oh, well, don't know. You, you can tell me the year, but we were in a group end four four wheel drive Sierra mm-hmm. broke the gearbox halfway up halfway up the the gap. We're left with third gear and and, and fifth gear to finish the stage. Um, drove down into Kent Ken Mare and it was we had a service crew but they didn't have a gear, gearbox um so they filled us with fuel centers on and balahabima was the next was the next stage uh-huh. you know it's quite twisty and narrow up through up through through the mountain yes um and we were really struggling in this car with third third gear and fifth and that, that was it and up through the really narrow part of the mountain of course somebody caught us we had to try and pull in and let them let them pass couldn't get going again took ages i was out pushing them got out over the hill got to service and the service was in the, on the roads, but take between Balhabima and then the start of Car Lake down past oh, really? the, wee, the wee school, if you know, it was a tri- triangle roads okay. about a mile, mile long. Okay. Arrived in there, and this, the usual fashion was the gearbox had to be repaired. And the guy said, oh, this is going to take four, 45, 45 minutes. I said, guys, you have 20 here. <laughs> work. Um, so this was a kind of a, uh, almost a kind of safari spec car. I think the bolts in it was all really, really long and the exhaust had to come off and a whole lot of bits had to be done. So. Um, the service, as I say, was very long. I uh, yeah. cajoled a lift from two uh, Australian tourists who were completely lost and uh, stuck in this middle of this middle of this, uh, traffic chaos to give me a lift to the the this, the service out control was also the the stage arrival control for for a car oh, car yes. just on a head down. Uh-huh. So I got these two American tourists to take me down and, and point to them in the direct, general direction of Kilorglin um, <laughs> Kil- to get them out of the, out of the middle, the middle of the chaos. Walked down, and of course by this time the first few cars are starting to queue up and mm-hmm. get their times. So I went along to the to this arrival control car and stopped my car mm-hmm. in and showed it was car number, I think we're number 10 or something like that, right. stuck my car in and blah, blah, blah. And this whole bit of confab and a few people came, came late. And there was enough chaos that they, this uh-huh. timekeeper gave me whatever time whatever time I, I, I wanted. So uh-huh. I walked back up back up the road and stood. And stood and stood and stood. I thought, this is not going to happen. Oh, because there's no uh, mobile phone or nothing. No, 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 no mobile phone. I had no idea whether this gearbox was being repaired, where yeah. we're out of the rally, what we were doing. All I knew was I had clocked in. There was no, yeah, there's no penalties to be at this particular time. And I was standing there and eventually went and got tea off. Um, Hugh Steele, who'd be an uncle of Colin McRae, oh, yes. was overdoing the rally and he was sitting and I went over to his van. He was at the very end of the service and I was getting, getting tea out of that. And our TTC come roaring down through the service as fast as he could go. And we started Car Lake behind Jenny Burl in a Peugeot 205 Group Group N car, number 90, 97, I think thinks it was. So you can imagine the chaos there was. Yes. Go through Car Car Lake then, and then we did a version of Churchtown Stroke uh, Rockfield back into uh, into Killarney. Uh-huh. And of course, everybody in the front in the first twenty cars, and I assume we were out. That was us gone. Yeah. 
yes. until we came to the service area in the Liebherr factory. And all the first crews were leaving. Never we were actually coming in. Everybody assumed that we had that many penalties, right? But actually, we, 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 we finished the rally with zero penalty, right? Because we clocked into Kirk Lake correctly, and everything worked. Um, I think we finished second in group group end behind Bob Fowden or something like that. But a big get get away with it. Is that the way to put it? And then we spent the rest the rest of that first day cat catching up and passing cars and the and the uh-huh. arrival control and passing cars at the stages and stuff. Yes. Bit of a let off on this. <laughs> but t- t- back to your story, well, TC was a fantastic driver, you know, uh-huh. especially on tarmac. He went and did went and did the recce, he made mid notes, and then he just listened to them and and uh, proved to what told them. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, it, and we had a bit of a, a gap. Him and I for ninety three, ninety four, but then ninety five, I come back, yeah. and we had those couple of fantastic years, ninety five oh, yeah. and ninety uh-huh. and ninety six, where we won the British Group N Championship and the Irish Tarmac Group N Championship. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of very busy years in terms of the events we did, but mm-hmm. success was good as well, you know. I and, and, excellent. Uh, and you went on then, like, I'm just looking here, sorry, just to go back to 1993 with uh, Trevor too. You went and done the rally uh, El Court Inglés. <laughs> that's, that's, yes, El Court Inglés, is that, is that the last round of that European championship? Uh, that's the one that happened there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly that rally. Mm-hmm. So this was a bit of a, um, the guy was running Trevor's car was called John, uh, John, Jonides, a Cypriot who was living outside Liverpool, and he had a lot of sort of deals to go and do some of these European Championship rallies. Uh-huh. And at that time, TC was a reigning Irish Group N champion. So, okay, there, there was um, there was start money, mm-hmm. and we got a free hotel, and we got our our free ferry travel in and out. And um, that rally actually clashed with the circuit that year. We counted up at the end of it. We actually the circuit would have actually cost us more money to do than going go, go there. Yes. Whenever they got a you know we hit you free hotel and free travel and a few things things like yeah. that. So mm-hmm. um, we got a bit of start money. We got uh, a free recce car and right. sort of stuff. So it was good to go and do some of those other events. Oh, we did that one in in Grand Canaria. We did one in Hungary as right. well. Another yes. very interesting, different event. Mm-hmm. Uh, very slippery tarmac, but very uh, excitable spectators. I must tell you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was, O- yeah. Overseas trips were all were all kind of good with Trevor, you know, good experience mm-hmm. and stuff. So yes, and so I, I, you said then you come you come back then and you've done the double then uh, yep. the British tar- British Championship and the Tarmac Championship. Yeah, that's it right. So huge commitment from both of you for that and the whole team as well. So. As a big commitment, but we had a very good team, you know. Um, yeah. The first year, the '95 year, with John uh, McLean, who went on to work for ProDrive and was uh-huh. was. Peter Solberg's number one mechanic and so on. Yes. He was running running the, the car the car first, you know, and it was a very much very, a kind of a friendly family wee team. Okay. Um, Willie John Willie John Dolan was running another sister car at exactly the same spec okay. and the same mm-hmm. age as our car, and John mm-hmm. was looking after those as well. Yeah. And then the second year that the '96 year we moved to a company called McGabry um, Motorsport was Roy Hall and bloody hell, I can't remember, that. I can picture the other guys, but I can't remember his name, but again, a small family run, you know, with those two two guys looking after the car, mm-hmm. TC was doing the driving, I was doing the, the navigating and the kind of, the coordinating and stuff oh, like right, that yes. as well. Okay, so, yeah. mm-hmm. That was good, we did very, you know, a lot of, quite a lot of rallies, um, mm-hmm. but the, the, the speed was good, you know. And, yeah, I think um, you were kind of developing that car for a pro drive too at that time. 
there was a bit of that development work as well where Projay were interested in us mm-hmm. because we were um, fairly successful and it was selling the car there was other people interested in buying a car similar to that it was much more reliable than those escort Cosworth had been at the time you know mm-hmm. um, um, and they liked to see the car out there winning it was their their showroom really I suppose yeah, for selling market, more, more, yeah. sell more, uh, more and more cars so it was good to be able to, to uh, develop it as well you know? mm-hmm. yeah. um, so that was good very good fun mm-hmm. and in 97 then uh, Tony Cairns a local man for yourself too yeah, another very successful year with him as well. So. Oh, there's, there's a bit of a link there between that. Right. There was a, uh, Tony Cairns bought bought T, TC's uh-huh. car, right? So and then TC was kind of quitting or or, or slowing down, or not, not doing as much. Or, uh, so yeah. it, it seemed easy for me to transfer across, if you know what I mean. That's mm-hmm. what so when he bought the car, um, Robbie uh, McGurk then started to look after it, okay. um, and th- that. That team then we built, and we we did the Irish Tarmac Championship, one group in in the tar, in the the tar, uh, Tarmac series, which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. A couple of very good results, we had a good strong result in Galway, which is a good start, you know. Yes. Um, our circuit result was reasonably good as well, so we had built up a good, a good, really good, uh, really good start. So mm-hmm. made it easier as the years a year kind of went on. We didn't go to, go to the Manx, we didn't need to go to the Manx, so. Yeah, the championship uh, more or less tidied up. Championship wrapped, wrapped up at that time, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um, but that was Tony. If, if you remember, had a history of driving some very good cars in yes. sort of national national events before that. But never see. really tried to do this uh, to the tar, tarmac series before. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good, and that kind of was he kind of. Um, well, his business changed. Is that the way to put it? Just after that, ninety-eight right. and that sort of stuff, and later on, his business changed and that sort of stuff, and he'd had less time for running right. that less. Mm-hmm. Less spare, less spare cash, maybe. Is that, yes, another uh, very talented driver too, wasn't he? Oh, good lad, yeah, very good driver, very good yeah. driver. Yeah. Wouldn't really boast about it much, but you know, a, a very, very good lad. Like, you know, I so. just wanted to be one of these boys who wanted to turn up and drive and didn't. Oh, really I want to turn up and drive, and yeah, yeah, didn't want to be mm-hmm. in the kind of limelight a lot, but no, <laughs> nice fellas. Still, yeah. I still, I still talk to him regularly, so mm-hmm. it's good to hear that. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Good. And the, also in '97, you sat with us. That's all our guy. What was he called again? Rory Kennedy. Kennedy boy. What ever become of him? You think about it in kind of hindsight now, Kevin. Who would ever let us two boys out, out <laughs> together? Is, is the question, if you know what I mean. And, uh, both of us think we're going to be some sort of. Uh, Sebastian Loeb immediately, but now, now the two of us have the ability to do it. So we can we can certainly tell you how to do it, but doing it another thing. I think from memory, I think the first um, harvest I did with Rory was in a Group A Sierra. Is that is that correct? Is it? I think so, yeah. um, no idea what the deal was. It was the car that um, Paul Harris eventually owned. He didn't own it at that that time. But that was a Group A Sierra Cosworth. In the full 350 horsepower, yes. two-wheel drive monster, is that what you would call it? Mm-hmm. Um, for to let us two boys out in it, and it, all it wanted to do was go forward fast. It didn't want to slow down, didn't want to turn, it didn't want to do anything else. Um, and we, we had a bit of a disaster. Um, both of us turned up. The start was we had uh, based in Bonbeg, from what I can remember. And, mm-hmm. um, the first stage wasn't that far down the main main road, but we left the start start line and we talked about what you do with this car with all these buttons and everything else. So some launch control system on it. So I okay. said, Roy, how does this how does this uh, how does this work? What are we going to do about this? So he says, hold on a minute. So we pulled up the side of the road about a mile from the start and a mile to the start of the stage. So 
you push this button down, do this, you push the clutch in, you rev it up, drop it, clutch and away it goes. So we'll push the button in, rev it up, drop, drop the clutch, bang. The freaking prop shot fell, oh. fell off in the middle of the road before we even got to the first the stage. So uh, usual calamity, chaos, or whatever else. I got out and then I found some very nice spectator who gave me a lift from where we had broken down back to the, act, back to the start. Or, yes service crew were still getting themselves gathered up to move from the start to the actual service area. So got them rattled up down 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 the road they came, got this thing jacked up. And, and they, they managed to uh, repair it. But in the meantime, whenever they were repairing, of course, I had them find my way to the way to the state stage start. start. Clock. Yes. They get clocked in there with no car, no crew, no nothing. But uh, really like, they got there. Open a prayer. <laughs> open a prayer. We managed to get away with that one. Well, we don't think we got any, any, any penalty, but they probably should, should have been, you know. But yes. Uh, that was the start of a day. And it was, you know, thank you, think back about it. Now. It was bucket and rain all, all day, day long. Yeah. For us in a two-wheel drive car, and it wanted to spin spin the wheels. And the, mm -hmm. the other thing you must remember with that car, the turbo lag was, when I, made, when I said it's half an hour, it was horrendous in hindsight. Uh -huh. you, you could put the sort of thr throttle down and you could wait till you count one, two, and then it was a bang. Yes. There was no progressive power. It was a big switch and it was such a big, long, long delay that you had to look at the corner, turn in and kind of throttle very early to get it to work. And, we survived, you know. Yeah, I think um, it's finished like tenth overall, or something. Oh, <laughs> so, so I don't know. And that was the first of, of. I'm not sure how many times Roy and I have done done the har harvest uh -huh. together. We've had a few outings. Yeah. Um, with a 309, 306 Peugeot one day down in Kelly Kelly Beggs that kept stopping on us, but we survived the rally. Yes. Uh -huh. um, then uh -huh. a couple of years, maybe in the mid two. 2000s, Roy hired Robbie McGurk's little um, Mitsubishi Evo 4 or 5. Um, with a couple of very very good runs in that. Uh, mm -hmm. We're in, we're, we're in a field one, one year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't really think about that. But it, it was, um, stays not that far from Fintown, um, right, yes. out over the mountain. You know, you come off. Um, the back of Car Park Mountain down there, there was one of those wee narrow roads that dropped you down to the back of Fintown onto the main right. Fintown, yes. Balabafay Road. But uh -huh. there was a crest and then a short distance and a, a square, square left corner. And on the on the recce, we'd looked at it, wrote it down, and well, on the recce, it says, oh, it'll be, somebody, be off, oh, somebody be off there. That was the kind of the comment. We had and drove on down the stage and made the notes and recce, and I mean, that was done. Of course, first time over, two boys, crest. 40 or 60 and square square left and uh, Rory just kept kept going and I thought it was all right. And by the time we got over the crest, I realized that we're never going to get around the, the round the corner. Spit <laughs> through the hedge, down the field, and a really muddy, wet field. If you'd stopped, you're just going to bog, and I'd be there, 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 there for the day. So uh -huh. you had to keep, had to keep, 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 keep me moving. You got the bit of momentum. Oh yes. Kept rolling and kept rolling and rolling. Uh -huh. At the bottom of the hill, there was this post and wire gap, sort of back mm -hmm. on, on, on onto the road or onto the stage. Uh -huh. If you, as I say, if you'd stopped, you'd bog, you never oh, get out of there. Yeah. But Rory just kept the thing trundling along, going along. And the guy that owned the field was actually spectating and realised what we were trying trying to do. So he ran down to try and open this bit of wire, which was tied uh -huh. with a big bit, big, bit, big bit of string. Like. Right. And, and just as he got it open, we landed. And your man hadn't quite let let go of, this, of the wire whenever we got there. And he ended uh -huh. up falling at the bloody drain that we drove out to the gate and the way of the field. So. Hi. But hey, what I tell you, we still had a fairly good run. We definitely yeah. got, we definitely got a, a prize that day. But what was for? 
<laughs> you got a bit of crystal, that's all you were. We've got a bit of crystal. We must have finished. Re- you know, you take a group group in car in the mid two thousands. We must have been somewhere and read. Yeah, uh, had a, re- a good read position, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And you never, you never consider you know swapping roles, let him co-drive and you drive. That opportunity never has really come up. I suppose that we've, we've thought about it and talked talk about it. And, and uh-huh. as you, I think as I told you at the start, I had this notion about driving over yes. Kenny and I, that Avenger and something, mm-hmm. and I drove a few navigation lines, but that hasn't happened yes. yet. We'll never say never to that. <laughs> but, but again, you know, mm-hmm. us two boys together, two co-drivers in the one in, in the one one car, um, literally anything could could, uh, could happen pro- probably will but yeah. you know th- th- i think that's back to where we started this is what it's it's about um both of us are quite competitive as you might have guessed you know mm-hmm. both of us like 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 winning and making an effort but at the same time we both really appreciate the uh the crack you have you know yeah, that's fun to say the two well. still there as well isn't it? Yeah. you have to you have to balance the two as well so mm-hmm. um, yeah. you could be assured there'll be a bit of crack but you know when the hel- helmet's on yes. nobody want, wants to be last no that's it the second still ticking in for you know <laughs> <laughs> so and you're um, always looking for a wee, wee angle somewhere you're always looking uh, for some advantage too advantage, yeah. and you're talking about a man then that was always looking for like an angle or an advantage then Mark yeah, Fisher Mark. come on uh-huh. yeah that was um, as it was the links in that and that I suppose was back to um, through having got to know Rory, I ended up doing gravel notes for that Fisher team, and uh-huh. Robin Lyons was the other link as well. He was part of the, you know, him friendly with Bertie and all that sort of stuff. Yes, I'd done gravel notes for Bertie for a few years, and there obviously Mark was driving, and that's how we got to know each other. Okay. And he'd headed off to do that uh, micro challenge in the uh-huh. UK and tried various co drivers and had bits of success here and there. And um, in '98, then whenever he got chosen for the set Super Six, which was uh-huh. six drivers and six six cars doing six. Six six rallies yes. came along to me and we we jo- joined up. We went. Um, very good driver and ex- exceptionally nice nice person and had mm-hmm. all the ability and and uh, was determined and had the ability and and one of the people few people in life who have ambitions but obviously was obviously was going to be able to actually get get there as well going to uh-huh. achieve them all you know mm-hmm. um, as you say he was always looking for an angle always looking for a wee bit some sort of advantages you can get without mm-hmm. without. No, breaking rules, I can assure you, but um, any advantage you could get. He was very much it taught me things about looking after my fitness, looking after eat, how you eat, trying to sleep properly, doing an extra pass to the pass the recce if it was available. Um, and you told about, first, before about uh, the way you want the, them car. You might be aware of it, Kim, but not everybody would be. But uh-huh. that, this process started. We were going to do a rally in the Millbrook proving grounds which is Vauxhall's you know te- test track stroke mm-hmm. proving grounds got big bank corners and bumpy bits and a whole lot of stuff but it was a single venue rally this is then moving on to the Peugeot championship the year yeah. after rather than okay, safe. Right, right, yes. um, mark him up with this there a few of these boys have been there been there before been in a single venue rally a couple of years back and they would know no other way about and the in-car camera thing was a very very new thought or process um, but he reckoned if he could put a camera in the back of this car and we could do the stage the first time just using the maps as per what we normally would do mm-hmm. and then we'll go back to the van watch it again we could work out which corners are wider and narrower and oh, where the well, box just discuss this and talk jesus don't know how you're going to get that that happen you know because the, the technology certainly wasn't there tonight mm-hmm. so we headed off to this millbrook rally with at that time, your video video cassette recorder you had on the TV at home was a thing that was, it was literally two two foot wide, seven mm-hmm. inches deep, and probably a foot and a half back. And yes. it was powered by 
electric. There was no 12 volt ones or that sort of stuff. No. And they were fragile enough sort of things. The, the I put them under, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> But um, between him and we, Jerry McGarty, they made up brackets in the frame and a, a power uh, converter kit to put this into the back of our uh, back of our mm -hmm. rally car. And the camera was mean that it was a it was a thing about the size of a kind of loaf that was put <laughs> onto the onto the onto the cage. And my job yeah. at the start of the stage was turn this thing on. I had to get the seatbelts, switch it on the way, put the seatbelts on, done the stage, and come back. And again, done a lot of research and bought a little portable TTV and another converter for the van. Right. We come back out out of the stages, took the tape out, full size mm -hmm. tape. Now this is another thing yes. that's big little bit of kit and watch them back. And we didn't win that day, but we certainly gained a lot by having that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then we worked out that this was a useful thing to have, and we could maybe develop this a bit, bit, bit further. Mm -hmm. And um, between Jerry and Mark, they came across uh, Charlie, Charlie McGuckin, who owned a company called Microcam, who was starting, to, the business was developing, putting in security cameras into premises. Pubs, night, night clubs, yes. shops, whatever else, uh -huh. and the, the cameras were getting smaller and smaller, and the technology was growing and growing. So they came up with a whole lot of theories. When Mark was making brackets, and mm -hmm. um, uh, Charlie was having these cameras, and the recording systems were getting better and better, mm -hmm. and then that really developed that we were doing that. Then Charlie started to sponsor a few, a few, few cars, mm -hmm. and the whole thing developed. And that kind of was the basis where in-car camera technology really has take, taken off. So today you watch WRC live, you can watch whatever car you want, you hear everything you want. But that uh -huh. was kind of where it started back in yeah. 1999. That was, you know, Isn't that um, amazing. Just uh, something has, has developed from such a, like a small idea to this. Now, you know. Well, that was Mark all the time. He was always uh -huh. looking for something else, something wee bit different, wee bit wee angling things, uh -huh. you know. Um, and even all our competitors seeing that would probably put a, like a wee doubt in their head, you know, what, what's he doing that for, or whatever, you know. He <laughs> <laughs> invented that as well. Any, any kind of a, a, a psychological uh, gain you could get on the guys as well. Uh -huh. I remember going to that, that Seat Challenge as well, and, and um, the second rally we turned, turned up when we got our car, we're taking off the wing mirrors, taking off the interior mirror, taking the heater out of it and all that sort of stuff. And it wasn't that we gained four or five kilometers, uh, four or five kilos, not, not four or five kilos. It was as much that we'd gain a wee bit and you're going to be a bit faster, but how, how much you then uh, demoralized by others, but other people on, on that championship, but they, they realized that they had found some way of doing it and it was going to get better and you know, all that sort of stuff. So uh -huh. and any kind of an angle you could get, but um, mm -hmm. fantastic guy, you know, and, and worked so hard at all those things. but. Um, January 2001 was uh, one of the most yeah. unfortunate days in my life, you know, in terms yes. of that mm -hmm. accident and Bertie, Emma and Mark all gone and um, a tremendous change in my in my life and a lot of other people's lives, you know. Mm -hmm. At that time, him and I were best buddies, like we're, we're, we phoned each other ev every day. There was, you know, not, not any particular subject, no, no, no need to talk to just for a chat and catch up and mm -hmm. uh, spread a wee bit of gossip or, or try and <laughs> scandalize somebody. <laughs> somebody but, um, yeah. yeah, I was still, I was still think about them fondly, you know, and I'm sure Rory would say, say the same, but oh, absolutely, absolutely. it's very important to remember that the, that the ethos of the whole, um, of that family really still live, lives on. I mean, they, they work hard, play, play hard to do things by, by the sort of, by the sort of book and things like that. So, uh -huh. You know, I'm still, um, Proud to be associated with him. Yeah, because like, the, the level of professionalism both Bertie and Mark was bringing to the sport was like unparalleled at the time and has developed. You know, that still runs, that vein still runs through Irish Rally now to this day, doesn't it? You know, oh, it does, so. yeah. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure, you have to be the best at everything, not just the driving, you know. No, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Mark was uh, developing obviously too with the, you know, the the C8 set into the 106s, and then for one in the 106 championship, he got a chance of two WRC rounds and the 206. That That's must right. have been like, that must have been fantastic for him too. I was If you go back to that 106 chat championship, at that time that was the biggest one-make series there was in Europe, I would say. There was lots mm-hmm. of people came from all over Europe, some very good drivers from Britain and the UK, and you couldn't win it by having the most having the most, the most, most money. The cars were all the same. You were limited how many tyres you had. Normally you were only allowed six tyres per, per rally, which was within the budget of, yeah. of most of most folks, uh-huh. so it was all down to your preparation and driving and, and making that making that work. And we worked very very hard at a lot of that background stuff as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's shown through. Then we were the inaugural winners of that, you know. And the, I mean, those all the guys were there. Rory Gallagher was there the first year. McShay came the first year. Mm-hmm. Mark Marcus Dodd came. Mm-hmm. Um, all those guys came to make an attempt to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good that it was shown through, and you say that the, the prize then was something that you couldn't buy. No, back into, no man could go out and buy that. You know, no man could car. buy a a, a two hundred six world a two hundred six world car. Peugeot don't actually sell them anyway, so there's no, no way you're going to buy them. Yeah. And we were, I think, the fifth crew in the whole world to rally a two two hundred six world car. Whenever we got yeah. to we got to got to to uh, to Greece, um, uh-huh. I think the history would show that we had. Mechanical disasters in both Greece and then GGB as well. You know, uh-huh. it was yeah. the most unfortunate form of circumstance that all added up, yeah, up sure. together. You know, mm-hmm. um, we had a very comprehensive test before Greece. We had four and a bit days in France right. um, and rough and hot co- yeah. uh, conditions, and mm-hmm. everything worked. And the, the whole of the team were very uh, impressed with Mark and his preparation, how he worked and his speed. Mm-hmm. Um, they were equally impressed with, you know, the, the small things that make a difference. Was, we went to the rally and there was a, a shakedown day and we went to drive the drive the car and Mark came back and went to the en- engineers immediately afterwards and says, there's someone wrong with that car. He says, you know, the engine is not pulling right. There's someone not wrong. They were kind of young fella from Ireland. What does he uh-huh. know? Yeah. And kind of puffed about it. But they went and did a bit of homework and found out there was a problem with the engine. Right. And not something that you would notice no. easily. Is that the way it sounded all right? And I didn't see any mm-hmm. difference. But he was able to detect that. I think the... the the team were then uh, impressed with this level of knowledge that he was able to pick that up quickly mm-hmm. and, you know, and give them that feedback and so on. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Greece, then we suffered a series of disasters. We had a drive shaft failure, which led to a fire in the back of the car, which okay. nearly burned out the whole whole car. Mm-hmm. We had to borrow uh, extinguishers from the car coming behind us to get the fire, fire out. Um, we got the fire out, tried to struggle to the end, end of the stage. Um, with this thing, the smell of the fumes inside the car was horrendous. I mean, we were choking and coughing and tears right. running out of our eyes. Yes. The, 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 fumes. Uh, the clutch eventually he gave up. So that was the end of that. And, I, you know, back in those days, no super rally, nothing. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then we went to rally GGB. And again, very comprehensive test we did. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe four or five days in Phil Price's and Sweet Sweet Lamb. and. Mm-hmm. A lot of good work contested a lot of different components, very methodical test and all that sort of stuff. Um, but for some unknown reason, uh, I don't want to be critical yeah. of teams, but no. they took the car away back, 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 back to France to give it a rebuild before the rally came back. Mm-hmm. And Mark had organized a bit of a shift <coughs> in it, um, Phil Price Rally School, the, the, okay. the, between the recce and the rally on the okay. Thursday, it would have been, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't drive the car and he couldn't get it to work. It was, right. the steering didn't work, the diff didn't work, 
set standard drift was a disaster. Compared to the car you said finish. No, the compared, test, to, compared to finish the test, and this was not, not nothing, nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, unfortunately, he put it on its uh, its roof on the, the night night before the rally in the middle of Phil Price rally scale. Why Bertie and I were at this black tie dinner. There was an international rally drivers ball going on, which we were invited to go to. And Mark sort of made some story why he couldn't go, but he was way testing. But mm-hmm. we knew his way testing. What we didn't realise, and if we were there, was that. He rolled it. <laughs> there was a whole uh, panic then to try and yes. find a, a workshop in the middle of Wales and at midnight uh, the night before the rally to try and get this thing squared up and whatever else. And um, yes. I want to say we made the we, we made the we made, made the start in a bit of a panic. If I can explain our start time in the middle of Cardiff, it was whatever time it was. Mm-hmm. It was a dark on Thursday evening, I suppose the right, ceremony yes. started been. We're uh-huh. coming that fine that I had to get him navigated up and down streets which were closed for the for the rally down footpaths, move barriers out of the way. We didn't have time to yeah. follow the correct route around. Then on the rally, we ah, another series of issues, a uh, steering mm-hmm. issue on stage two, I think it was, yeah. manifested itself. Um, try to fix that, get back to service, put a new steer, steering rack in, which they didn't actually tighten properly, so it, the steering didn't work too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next service, they got that fixed um, and a bit of cajoling not to have too many penalties going out of, out of service. Then the cent, center diff wasn't pro- properly pressurized um, and it just went from bad to worse. And then mm-hmm. the first stage on the second day, uh, we thought everything was sorted and we went again. We're in is it uh, Rehola, we call that stage. We're down a big long forest, fantastic mm-hmm. forest, Rehola. And uh, we'd only done four or five miles of a 17, 18 mile stage. Okay. And the temperature shot, shot up. Um, but what we didn't know was that when they had put in the, the sta- steering rack and changed some oh, of the bits yes. in the front, there was a, 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 a heater pipe hose which was turned out. Mm-hmm. And when you turn full lock on the car the wheel was actually rubbing the side of this hose rub, rubbed through the hose mm-hmm. pumped out pumped out, out, out the water so we had no water in the engine for 10 miles i suppose right. yes got to the end of the stage got out and mm-hmm. found some, some somebody's garden and put buckets of water into it and drove it for a while and uh-huh. put more water drove it for a while got the service and it seized and right. ran, ran over and, yeah. unfortunately well, yeah. we, you know that was the, the negatives from from that yeah. year was was the um, WRC, but the, the positive was we did the uh, Irish mm-hmm. tarmac damage. It won group event and that again. Mm-hmm. Um, used uh, Cairn McAnallan's Evo on mm-hmm. very successful runs, yeah. and we also had a, a, a Pro Drive Group N Subaru for a couple of rallies. Um, yeah. Some very very strong runs in that. Particularly Killarney was very good. Um, sixth or seventh down there when yeah. we should have been. Mm-hmm. In theory, there was quite a lot of WRC stroke group group A cars behind us. Cars behind us, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they, and also, uh, like you done a couple of uh, the national British championship and the group A car as well, group A Subaru. Like, was that, that was always the left hand drive to get you into the forest. Yeah, there was a GB, the, wasn't it? Good method behind that again. This is the Fisher Fisher yeah. thought process. Was that those two rounds of the British national championship were using forests, the similar Seven. forest to, to Rally GB down in southern southern Wales. There was one called the Mutiny or Mutiny or Carriage. It's, it's the same rally with a different different title. Okay. And the second one was Bulldog at the end of the year. So both yeah. those rallies, they hired McKinstry's Group A left left hand drive car, and Mark mm-hmm. and I went over to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, could have should have won both of them, but for various reasons, mm-hmm. didn't. Um, yeah. One of them was just a, a bit of an error. We got a bad, bad seating on the first first rally, um, 
and caught a guy in a metro on a stage and mm-hmm. he wasn't aware we were buying him. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark was really keen to to dunk the boy or get him out of the way and I had to use pull him back. <laughs> pull him back a wee bit and say, look, we're here to do do miles, we're here to get to the end of the rally. Go uh, dump that boy, you're gonna get gonna get stones up into the friggin' radiator or break the screen or uh-huh. pull us out of the rally trying to get past him. Um, the guy was making the best effort he could just to speed was a long way short of ours that the way yeah. it mm-hmm. um, so but hey but it's good um, some very good stage stage, uh, stage times in there you know mm-hmm. um, well, the, the talent was there wasn't it you know, there's no people learning there. now yeah. and I mean stepped into that car with the testing was zero there was no was no no, uh, no test done before that you just right. turn up and go like, yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, so Ah, good times, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as you say, the, the, the 2001, the, the, uh, just the the bottom fell out of your world, I suppose, really, at that time, didn't it? You know, was that sort of yeah. Yeah, just, in a number of regards, I mean, my, mm-hmm. my, 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 my rally career, I thought, was kind of over at that time. Is that the way it was? I thought this was, was uh-huh. doomed again. And, and uh, from a per- personal point, point of view, I was going to severely miss Mark and the right. Fisher family and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that, you know, the, okay, the motorsport uh, come back again and, and uh, the personal life come back but it was yeah. gloomy enough for a, few, for a month or two you know because yeah, it was uh, fucking most in all in Ireland there was no rally a lot of things mm-hmm. maybe it was good that because the, the circuit of Ireland was supposed to be based around uh, Fermanagh you know and, and yes. the fact that it didn't happen kind of eased the pain or maybe you know uh-huh. eased it a bit or didn't create costs. Like give it enough time to, hurt, uh, to, you know, to, to, to deal with it. Uh, such, yeah. but, I suppose you're going to tell me about another young, another fellow young upstart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, this, this young fellow, the two, Chris Meek, then. Chris Meek. You headed off to France with him, was it? Uh, the first rally I did with him was in France. Again, mm-hmm. Jerry uh, McGarty was looking after the car for him. Fantastic mentor for any young, yes. any young, 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 young driver. But mm-hmm. don't think that Chris needed a pile of mentoring. Like he needed the handbrake pulled the odd day, but <laughs> anything else, you know. But uh, high, uh, superb driver. Him and I headed off to France. I was supposed to be the ways one. He was the fa- fast one, but this we had um, the recce was grand. But all he wanted to do was go 120 mile an hour everywhere, like, even on. The slow corners, and every corner was 105 percent, not 99 percent. Like, um, and the, the one of the things I keep thinking back to, and we Jerry he keeps reminding me about it every. We came off the first first stage in that Charmagne rally, which is on the night before the main rally. Is that it was two stages at night, okay. main rally, and they off the first stage. And I said, "Young fella, your talent's amazing, but the wee car never never, never last." Uh-huh. And he just kind of holding away. We went like. Well, the same stage. <laughs> same stage. The next thing would flat again and sliding up the grass, you know. But we're going that fast. We're carrying that much speed in some corners, then we'd lose it somewhere. Then we'd get it all back again. Right. Um, unfortunately, that rally we caught a chicane with a steering turn, which broke a broke a, steer, a steering arm, yeah. um, and that put us out of the out of the event. Uh-huh. Um, but then we had a couple of good. I mean, the speed was always phenomenal. They just mm-hmm. the driving skill. You, you can't explain how easy it makes it look to go fast, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It just happens so naturally. Mm-hmm. And every time we had a, a, a collision or a problem, it was always on a slow corner. It was a chicane or it was right. a hairpin or, or something like that where we were having the problems. You know, When uh-huh. it was fast, it was absolutely fa- fantastic. Yeah. You know, that um, was a single venue rally down in South, South Wales and we're on a military place or whatever else. Uh, we rolled on a square corner, if you know what I mean, but all the fast bits were yeah. so much faster than everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, but with a couple of good, very good, we, we won the Swan, Swansea Bay Rally, which is again mm-hmm. those fast forwards for us yes. in South, South Wales where, you mm-hmm. know, it just kept driving and driving and driving. It was absolutely fantastic. And Scottish, we 
our stage times were phenomenal. Apart from stage stage one, we had a front wheel fall off. Okay. It wasn't a great start to the no. event halfway mm-hmm. through the first first stage. Yes. Um, a learning curve for anybody new is we had got the got, got the wheels painted, put the wheels straight onto the car, tightened them up, and it was as we did the first first stage. It turns out that. I found this out afterwards. Obviously, the paint that was in around the active wheel nuts melted and left oh. the wheel nut ever so, ever, 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 ever so slightly, slightly loose. And with the, the driving and driving, the wheel nuts eventually loosened to two mm-hmm. and then the other two, two, other two sheared to the wheel. wheel mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Just something that, I, that you never think of. Like, uh, the paint just anyway, the paint, we need to clear, clear out the wheel. Oh. The wheel, mm-hmm. wheel's out of the area before you take it out because it'll mm-hmm. melt. And then mm-hmm. the Sydney watching us in one person hate place and he just thought this was crazy. We shouldn't have been at it. But, um, <laughs> and the, I mean, the only reason with our, with we part part of company at the end of that year was because um, in two thousand and two, I was lucky enough to be invited to go on with Rory with Rory Gallagher and that and that works Peugeot, uh-huh. which was, for me was a, a step up. Step up. It was a work work works car and all, all, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And that time, Chris didn't seem to have a pile of budget, even though yes. he had the speed like 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 so many people, he didn't uh-huh. seem to be getting the budget together. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of jumped ship and went to that Peugeot works, works team, and I have no regrets about that at all. No. It was uh-huh. a fantastic experience to go and do British Rally Championship with a proper works team. Uh-huh. Uh, Rory Gallagher, another really nice guy, very, very fast guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a reasonable year with a couple of good results and a few mechanical woes. Ah, well. The car seemed to give a bit of ball or two, didn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. The car was okay, but it wasn't mm-hmm. um, perfect, that's the way to put it. Um, so. yeah. That was, you know, another big sad, sad miss to more oh, motorsport. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Away, so, so, so young, like, so. yeah. Um, and then that led to the next year again. That kind of the stepping stone of that was I, I stayed in that Peugeot works yeah. car, and then there was a new driver came called Jennings. Uh-huh. Uh, Gary got the Gary had won the Peugeot championship in two thousand and one, so he uh-huh. tried two thousand and two. So he got so the works car in two thousand and three. Yeah, works in two thousand and three. So mm-hmm. that a season with Gary both in the Irish Tarmac Championship and the, and the British Championship with, with that uh, works team. With a mm-hmm. guy bought a one hundred six. Uh, Maxi Kit Kat. Uh-huh. Uh, we did some rallies in Ireland. We finished second or third in the Carrick Carrick and Shire Forest Rally. And, yeah. um, and something that's like Donegal, too, didn't you? Something as well. I remember. Yeah, well, Donegal were in the top 10 for a right well, but was there was a few uh, suspension arms started to, right. to move about and it actually pulled a hole in the, in the, in the, in the, right. in the chassis. And oh, fantastic bit of work over on the Saturday night. Took bits out before you went to. Park Fermi took them to Ballymaller to 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 Fisher's Yard to weld bits back in, brought them back down, refitted them immediately after Park Fermi on Sunday morning. Uh-huh. But uh, there was that much done. There was the, the holes are so so uh, dragged out that it only lasted halfway through halfway right. through through lane at right. a competitive speed. Uh-huh. And we drove to the end of the stage at normal mm-hmm. speed, and then we went to the wee pub up up round up round the corner and spent the rest. Of the day. <laughs> Turned up for the day, then. <laughs> Going nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like you know, again, you know, you were up against the likes of Chris Meek, Gwendaf Evans, Ryan Champion. Like Gary Jennings at that time was capable of putting up really good stage times against all them guys too. Everywhere we went, well, yeah, I mean, you can be assured. Everywhere we went, we were uh, extremely uh, competitive. Yeah, we mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, there was no, there was no, there was no, no lack in that. We were mm-hmm. the speed was always good. You'd say Gwendaf had been about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris was in that Puma. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, he went. He went fast in that. We yeah. were in a Peugeot. Um, 
Justin Dale had been there in the pews as well, going, going quite fast. Uh, Ryan, 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 Ryan Champion was in the Puma. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Wilkes was in, in that championship as well. Ah, you know, so there was nobody, no, 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 nobody was slowing it. You know, there was no, plenty mm-hmm. of people to yeah. pace yourself against. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, again, two thousand and four, another local driver, but the the travels you broadened your horizons. Uh, uh, you started Niall, yeah. and yourself started off the production world rally championship that year. That Niall got a deal to go and do the production world championship. Uh, Mm-hmm. Again, with Niall, lots of things could happen that he pulls a whole lot of deals together. This was a, a deal with a, a a Belgian team, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Sims and Bob Hermans and uh, Wynn from Belgium. Or, uh, um, so a guy called Jos Boon pulled the whole deal together for a Group N Subaru with a bit of Subaru Japan support, um, stuff like that. So we headed off to do that championship. We went to Mexico first. Mm-hmm. Um, and from memory, we finished second in Group N in Mexico. You can mm-hmm. correct me on that one, Kevin, if you look up the results. <laughs> um, which was good for, for us for first first time out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a brand new event for everybody. It was brand new to the World Rally Championship at the time. Tough, demanding event. Very short road sections and stuff like that. So it was good to get through there at a reasonable speed. And the altitude became a big problem for the car and for the, the crew and everything else. You know. Yeah. Um, First, we, we, on the recce, we got a, we got a, an oil puncture, and we, we thought nothing would jump out and change it. But mm-hmm. I tell you, two boys trying to try and change a puncture in that alt- altitude of three, three and a half thousand meters above above mm-hmm. sea sea level, it's it's hard hard work. You end up mm-hmm. breathless quite quickly, you know. And um, your fitness levels, like you know, going back to Mark, probably had you, you know, you were a fit man or two. So re- reasonably fit. I wouldn't say yeah. I'm extremely fit, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the worst. Is that the way to put it? So mm-hmm. you know, it was you know, and then the car felt slow because of the lack of air. Mm-hmm. Then we went to uh, New Zealand that year, and that was hey, that was a it's one of the most fantastic rallies ever to go to. It's just yeah, um, it's it's like driving you know a big wide hard road, except it's on, on gravel. It's hard hard uh-huh. Yeah, and then the cambers in there roads too. You can yeah, throw the, the car around, get into the edge, get out of the edge, and that sort of stuff. Uh, we had a very unfortunate ending. We we're going got quite good until stage stage called Vanga Coast on the Sunday down in Raglan direction, and. Yeah. Um, I would, it's it's a long stage. It's a thirty-minute stage. Like it's, right. you know, it's, I don't know what distance it is in Definitely. kilometers or uh-huh. but it takes you third thirty minutes to do it. Um, and we were about two or two or three k's from the end, and we were having some brake fade issue. The brakes were getting a bit hot, and the group end car went that that far. Mm-hmm. And a combination of brake fade and um, optimistic pace notes, and me and Niall, we ended up sliding wide on a, a on a square on a square corner fell off the road mm-hmm. and as we we're dropping off the edge of the road we found a guy called danny danny sola already was in there he was a spanish driver in the group yeah. of mitzi he was ready in there so we landed on top of him um and things went from bad to worse then because sola wasn't bad enough for him then we landed on top of him his car wasn't too bad he just had slipped off slipped yeah. off the road like he was kind of stuck and we mm-hmm. landed on top of him we needed two doors and a quarter panel and a roof and whatever else so um Yes, <laughs> didn't, 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 we're bad no. enough. We went all the way there and spent all, all that money. We're out of the rally on the last, last day. Like. Yes, mm-hmm. um, actually, that, that corner became quite quite famous. It's the, the infamous corner where Nicky Grist and 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 then Colin Colin McRae fell out in the Focus. Oh, yes. two years later, I assume it was. Uh-huh. You know, they came down over the grid and turned right and fell off the road, and there was a bit of a uh-huh. uh, set to set to. Is that the way to put it? And that was their 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 they 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 then split 
that's exactly the same exactly the same right. <laughs> yes uh, but if anybody's nothing to do and the plenty of money they want to get a chance to go to new zealand, new zealand that's the place and do you see like a stage there like you know you're saying it takes 30 minutes to do the stage you know what what's that like for a co-driver that must be a buzz for you to to come off that or you know to be in the middle of that as well Oh, it's, it's mighty! It's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. You you got you 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 know you know start starting the stage. You're gonna you're gonna have to you do this. But you, you just keep focused and you keep reading notes. You keep reading notes. You keep focused because you you can't quit. Like you can't give, no. give up and say how long am I here? You want to be No, you just keep at it. And you know, okay, you come in on the stage, you might be a bit sweaty or according to the weather, but uh-huh. you, you know the, the the satisfaction you get after coming off that. Is absolutely phenomenal. Like, you yeah. Know, um, yeah. Um, I know another one of the stages in that rally we did uh, up on the uh, Van Gary area, which with the on the first pass they did two stages of say 12, 15 k each, but mm-hmm. on the second pass they joined them, so you had one big 35k stage. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we were second fastest by 0.1 of a second from. Uh, from Danny Solo, actually, the boy for Landon Cup event. <laughs> and to have that, such, such a close race, you know, on that the length of a stage, you know. Yes. When you ask about how you do it, you just get in and you keep doing and you keep focused. You, you don't dream about anything else. All you're looking uh-huh. at is the road, the road, road ahead, the notes uh-huh. in front of you. And, you know, and, and you, okay, your brain is, is maybe thinking about the rattles and the noises and is the car sliding one it used to and, uh-huh. and, and whatever else. And you have to keep the driver focused. Not that I never had a problem with. 99% of my guys never was mm-hmm. an issue. You know, the Nionic Jays, Nalister, Fishers, and all that sort of stuff. There's never uh, a dull moment. They never relax during the stage. It's always go from the first corner to the last. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, the, you can flash the bits in between, but uh, it's the bit in the, t- the cloaks is taking its full focus then, isn't it? There's absolutely. There's never a hiccup. It's just yeah. keep going. So mm-hmm. you, the rest of the story with the McShay outing was with. Mm-hmm. Well, they hadn't got a deal to go and do Ypres in, it would have been June of 2004, I okay. suppose. But we had a bit of a unfortunate off down and narrow. We were in fifth gear in a narrow con- concrete road and the car got a bit sideways. And we collected two concrete electric poles with my side of the, my side of the car, which um, mm-hmm. unfortunately landed me in the hospital in Ypres for a few few days with a um, few broken ribs and sore, sore shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote off Devo and whatever else. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. one of the, I think it's the only time I've ever ended up with a, an injury from 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 rallying. And also um, that put a pain to me because with those with the broken ribs and the shoulder and that sort of stuff, I wasn't able to do anything else for the rest of the year. So oh, that's whenever yes, that's Michael Orr then stepped in to do the next uh-huh. three rounds of that production world championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Niall Day went to Corsica somewhere around Australia. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Yeah. Corsica, Germany, and, and I think uh, yeah. Uh, yes, because uh, Germany was they went off for wasn't it Bromholm or something? Bromholm went off, yeah, yeah, went off in there. So. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So that was my saga of oh oh four now, but uh-huh. uh, from a few highs to being yeah. in the hospital, not a great yeah. idea. But uh, survive and have to learn anything. So two thousand and five, then a bit closer to home, then with Kevin Lynch. Like another one of those drivers, Kevin come out and over all of a sudden was one in rallies. You know, like that, that must have been. Well, the the time I I met Kevin Lynch, he already had his um, WRC car. He already had an S nine by then, like, uh-huh. and um, 
I'm not sure what the connection was. Stan Harper, in a, the usual story with any of these motorsport sagas, there was a full phone call somewhere. Uh, <laughs> would you go to do a rally with this guy? No, I, why, why not? I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything else. I don't do yeah. it. So um, we don't very well. We went to Raven's Rock. Uh, was the first time we'd even properly met, for want of a better term, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, went and won that won that, that rally, and that set the scene for a while then. Mm-hmm. But I was again about sporadic stand-in for, for for Kevin. Is that the way to put it? Because yeah. Francis Reagan had been a very regular co ever with him, but he yeah. started going with with um, with Boland in that right. period of 05, mm-hmm. 06 and things like that. Yes. And the guy called Martin McNichol, who was Kevin's brother-in-law, was doing Northern Ireland Championship events and a few other yeah. things and that sort of stuff. So I fitted in there quite 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 well. We had some very good rallies. Um, mm-hmm. We had quite a few wins, actually. We, mm-hmm. we, whether we're winning or we were getting nothing, is that the way to put it? Uh, exactly. um, no, 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 not necessarily. I wouldn't say it was, oh. it, it was not saying it was risky in any way, but it was just that's the way it happened to work out. We were okay. always competitive. We were always at the front, and right. if, we, if we finished, we seemed to seem seemed to win. That's mm-hmm. the way the record would show it in, in, in yes. hindsight. You know, mm-hmm. um, the few times we didn't win, there was lots of well, a few mechanical issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we went off in the circuit. Um, slid up a bank and damaged the radiator and didn't get going again. Okay, right. um, Donny Gall went off on Brina. Yeah. Not a great saga, but no. <laughs> um, landed off the road. If, if anybody knows Brina, there's halfway down, there's a fast left, left right kink with a wee bump in the middle of it. And, oh, yes. Last wee bump, and we tried to take it absolutely flat out and skid off the road and down down through a field. And, right. I mean, we were that far off off the road. Whenever we stopped, we couldn't actually see see the road. And I was up at the road trying to tell everybody it was all right. I couldn't uh-huh. actually talk to him who was down beside the car, no matter how much I shouted, like that's right. how far off it went. So yeah. We didn't have anything hard. You know, no. we just landed out over the hedge and we just kept sliding through that grass and rushes mm-hmm. and whatever else and kept <laughs> yeah. going for ages. So. Mm-hmm. But, but some very good wins. I mean, we won, we won an ing, lots of different rallies from mm-hmm. Avon, Kerry, Lurgan, Lurgan Park. We oh. won there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where else did we win, Kevin? You probably have all these. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, like, so. but like for a guy that had only been rallying probably two years at that stage, no, it, it's it, very it's good. Phenomenal. Stepped up to Chile and took it on, and and, and uh, did a bit of learning, got a bit of tuition from a few good people from the Higginses and a few things like that. Mm-hmm. You know about how he should should be driving. He, he quickly learned. He had a group at Group N for a couple Group N car for a couple of rallies. Uh-huh. Um, didn't like the soft gear gearbox in it. Rather, yeah. someone that wasn't going to break on him. So mm-hmm. the Group A car suited him perfectly. You know, yeah. um, and he could he just got in and pet, pedal it as hard as he could go. Yeah. And, he would never was he never was afraid, uh, afraid of it like if, if no, and the like, way went. you know and remember at the time he kind of got, you know there was always this kind of oh sure he's getting taught by the Higgins or whatever but like any other sport you know it'd be golfing or whatever no. like, there's no harm in having a coach you know this is like, I never understand no, no, that no. at all you know? and, I mean he only utilised the coach in the early days it wasn't that he had no. him you know every day after day after day whenever ever yeah. no he, he got he, they taught him the basics then he went and did went and did uh, the, put it in the practice the rest, yeah. he put it mm-hmm. in the practice you know so mm-hmm. Scran, uh, yeah. very nice, very nice fella, very good businessman. Very unfortunate circumstances the way his business uh, um, okay. folded in that um, collapse of the, all the, that, sort of that stuff. business. You know, like he went from having you know just a very small business to such a huge business again in such a short space of time. Too, yeah, you know? right. so, but he had a very good eye for that business. You know, there, there was a, an opportunity there for that there, utilities work, and he, and he bid for it, and he was making it work. And I mean that mm-hmm. that contracting side of his business was extremely successful. It's just mm-hmm. unfortunately mm-hmm. the other property the other market pieces uh, um, dragged it down with it. So mm-hmm. good lad. Yeah.
good, good mm-hmm. fun. I haven't seen them for a while, but it's not yeah. about. Yeah. And then you went back on the world stage then in 2006 with Alistair McRae. I am another fantastic driver and such a nice person as well. I must say, you know, there's lots of people that I've rallied with over the years, but as a as per, per, personality was absolutely fantastic. And the fact that he could drive, he could drive fast was uh-huh. you know, just, uh, just made it for me. Yeah. Um, an opportunity to become, he was looking at somebody, to, uh, his uh, professional career kind of stopped, is that the way to put it? And mm-hmm. David, D- David Sr. had moved on to go to, with Brighton back and a few things like that. And he had an opportunity to go and do some rallies in, uh, in China. So one of those roundabout phone calls, would you go? Right, I'll go, sure. <laughs> see what it's like. Um, not, not having a, you know, two of us had a number of full phone calls. What are we going to do about eating? What are we going to do with this? What are we that? But when we got there, it was quite good. They, they were the, the, um, Mark Higgins had been there the year before us, so we were able to bounce it off him and see what it was like, mm-hmm. and it was grand. Uh, we went to do some rallies in China. We went to South mm-hmm. Africa as but well. I'm just even thinking about China. Like I know Mark Higgins had been there the year previous, but like up to that, like like somebody coming from Europe, say, to go over to China, I think that was a huge step to go over to there, but it's completely different itself. The car is never and wasn't it? You just it's different. It's and... different in one way, but I mean, whenever I soon found out that the rallies were under the general FIA oh, specification okay. and reg- oh, reg- yes. regulations, you don't, there's yes. nothing new in the It's like the rules yeah. of football, you know, the rules of football are the same way in China or Ireland okay. or wherever else. So, yes. in general, the, the rally ran very much the FIA regs. Okay. They were trying to aspire to that to right. that, that level. Okay, the regulations are written in Ch- Chinese and things well, like that, but the timing yeah. system was the same as we have here. Mm-hmm. The roadbook you could follow. Um, etc. So it wasn't yeah. that vastly different. different. And the first year we went, they were using the equivalent of a Mitsubishi Evo 9 anyway. Okay. So it was mm-hmm. that was easy to work with and, and okay. adjust and whatever else. We mm-hmm. were in a, uh, initially in what's called, I don't know what they were called out there, but we used to, <laughs> us boys from Europe used to call them the green team and the yellow team. And there were two Subaru teams, a yellow team and, and another blue team. Right? So you had four teams really. Yes. And each team was allowed to bring in one international driver to drive okay. for their team. So yes. there used to be four teams from, four crews from Europe and each uh-huh. of these four teams and, and there was good banter and good speed and, um, and it was very competitive whenever you were there, I can assure you, nobody wanted to be, wanted, wanted to be second. Like, um, uh, and the experience was great. You know, you're going somewhere completely different uh, and new and we did eventually learn to eat and they learned to get us a diet that would suit, suit us. So yes. um, that worked out okay. And the recce was good. You used, used the rally car for, uh, for, for, the, for the recce. Mm-hmm. Um, but you weren't allowed to speed so much, but you used the rally car for the recce, if you know what I mean. So, uh-huh. um, and the speed was controlled a bit, but the locals used to have as many accidents wrecking as they did, did rallying over there in the rally car. So <laughs> there's lots of that sort of story. So, um, we were very lucky. We won the first rally. Mm-hmm. Put us in a fairly good, very good, uh, good setting. But mm-hmm. we had the, the completely the opposite scenario in the second one. Then when we were running first car on the road in the second rally and stage stage one, we rolled it into a bloody paddy field. And the paddy field I didn't know until. I was lying on my roof. Was it? It's 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 about six inches of, of muddy oil water with grass growing up out of it. Like right, yes. Run upside down with this puddle of water in in the roof. And <laughs> when we got out, then we we're lying on the roof. It was, we were grand, like just climbed out of the doors, and we were looking for somebody to give us a hand to push it back over on mm-hmm. on on, on the wheels. But uh-huh. I ran away up up the road, and I saw a group of there would have been half half a dozen men standing mm-hmm. so I started to shout and you know coming in me a push and push and push and all six of them took off running to hide from behind the tree. <laughs> sure. I hadn't seen a rally before and I've seen yeah. this 
European guy, if, you know, five foot ten guy from from from, from Europe, and him uh, as fierce as white white as could be, coming running yeah. at them, shouting, you know, with a helmet, like helmet and all on, <laughs> helmet and all thing on, me coming running at them. Uh, <laughs> But we eventually got the the marshals were a, like a a young army, like a cadet army thing. So okay, we eventually yeah. found probably was two or three of them, and mm-hmm. there were no big big hurry. You know the way you were as a competitor. The first thing you want to do is get it back on the wheels, get it going, and they were uh-huh. they you were coming walking around and everything else. So we eventually got them to turn it over onto Sweden, and we went and yeah. windscreen out of it, and it's absolutely full of this muck. When you turn it, the, the roof would become kind of a like a sort of scoop, and when you turn it back up, oh, that yeah, all filled into the seats and into the floor. Then so we oh. had like you could only describe it as a kind of a, a kind of slurry in in in, in the car to be back to service. Lovely. Um, so. But we, we finished the rally, and the team were very appreciative that we made the effort to get back in England. Uh-huh. But, um, they d- didn't like you, didn't like you cr- crashing much or stuff. No. So. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you were saying that you went on to South Africa then, wasn't uh, well? That was a, um, a, a very multinational event where South Africa were having their WRC candidate event as Ireland was having almost at the same at the same sort of time to mm-hmm. run an event where the FAA would come and observe it and prove it was you know of the standard that the, the world championship would accept and so on so they were looking for an international driver to come and compete in the in the event mm-hmm. um, a guy called John John Lloyd who had been one of Niall McShay's sponsors was also sponsoring Arthur McRae through his yeah. helicopter company and he was very good friends with the clock of the course down there had rallied in Africa before so it was a link made there um, so drivers from Scotland I was from here the car came from Neil Allport who's a New Zealander okay we had a tyre deal for Silverstone so it was a guy from Malaysia came to look after the tyres um, and we all landed in South Africa from, from different different angles in this Evo 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we were against the local Super 2000 Toyotas. What's, they were very much an emerging car down there. They, they were the first to build them. And they had the two-liter Revan mm-hmm. engine with four, yes. four-wheel drive system on a Toyota Yaris with much smaller, smaller shells. So they were very yeah. nimble and fast. And some of the local guys, um, Jan Habig and um, Hacken, Hacken, what's the second name? Some of those guys are fast, like they would have yeah. been, been driving these roads for quite a while and they knew what mm-hmm. they're at and the cars are good. Uh, but we eventually won out there and, and it was a uh, super feeling. And uh, one of the other negative things in my life was I took food poisoning the night between the recce and the actual rally starting. And so I didn't sleep too well. I got up the first morning mm-hmm. feeling absolutely horrendous, couldn't eat, um, was constantly throwing up and being, being, yeah. being sick and I can distinctly remember the start of stage three or four and it was about 30 degrees C outside I went out to do out to do tyres and I had to shout to Ali come out here and do this and I turned to be sick over the heads and he had to finish the tyres and then mm-hmm. the next thing you do you've got a minute and a half to go you have to put the helmet on and go like you know yeah. the stage the stages were fine uh-huh. I survived the stage see when you come out of the stage and you get the headache and well, uh-huh. eventually I had to find a doctor and he gave me some injection to stop this um this film um, I went out the second day, and it was a big, big race. Like this was, this wasn't handy. This wasn't no. fl- floating about in your own. This was, we were as hard as we could go, go all the mm-hmm. time. Absolutely, yes. absolutely, everything was metal, metal fast. Like, mm-hmm. um, and survived one by thirty uh, odd seconds. Someone like that. Okay. We, we were, you know, it was yeah. down to, it was down to five or six for a good, good while. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was good, but the satisfaction of winning in a foreign country with all these different people coming from different places was fantastic. And bring all this together, you have to do this. All that, all that together. But South Africa is not a place that you would go to quickly for your holidays. There's a lot of 
violence mm. and danger and that sort of stuff in as well. Mm. So, but are you very probably good seeing the, around, the, so. the good side of it? But there's yeah, a dark side sure. to it, then yeah. not very far yeah. away. Yet, so. no, absolutely, there's lots of those townships where there's literally thousands of people living in little huts on the side of the mountain and, and stuff. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a d d different world. It makes you feel very privileged to be doing what, what you're doing. So. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Humble, NBC, but yeah. we have, I think one of my other. Uh, things I need to talk about is with the McRae stages in 2006. Oh, yes. Is that uh -huh. the correct year? Well, uh -huh. Alistair and I, uh, I, I uh, won, won that round. Mm -hmm. um, that was a bit of a highlight as well. We went to the uh, McRae yeah. stages and his Mark Mark II and back to the basics. I went to his house. Uh -huh. um, me and him entered the truck and drove it up to up the start, start of the event on the Saturday, Saturday morning, offloaded it uh, ourselves. There was no big team or none, nothing, nothing else about it. A couple of guys came to service for us and service for Colin. Those two two guys looking after both of us. Mm -hmm. um, Colin was one in a Mark One BDA, and we were two in an Astor's black car with that Nissan engine in it. Mm -hmm. um, Jimmy was three, I think. Trevor Moore from Northern Ireland was over in his BDA and a few guys. And uh, the way the rally ran was the um, two-wheel drive cars all ran first and had a batch, and then there was a gap of about 20 minutes or half an hour before the, the um, four-wheel drive brigade were allowed to enter the stage. So yes. we headed off to do our own our, our own particular race. At the end of stage, stage one, Colin was missing. His car had an engine failure or a problem or whatever else. So that was him mm -hmm. out. And we had a reasonable lead over Trevor, uh, Trevor Moore then. And... Um, Kept going, and by the we the time we got the the arrival control of stage 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 three, we we're then trying to work out what was happening. So oh, I've heard the same thing coming up. Whatever was happening behind us. So some of the somebody at the arrival control told me that we were leading, we were leading leading this this rally. I said, no, oh, no, you must be wrong. Them boys and them other. Well, this boys there's a good focus and there's a couple of good Subarus and all this. So no, no, you're leading leading the rally. I went back to tell all this story. Ah, oh, God, you tell me. Thought nothing of And when we got to start of stage, stage, stage four, and then we went back and found out that we were actually leading this whole rally. But what had happened, what, and the background of the story was it was quite foggy, right? But as most me and Al hadn't got the sense to actually slow, slow down where it was foggy, we just kept going. I kept reading, he kept, he kept, yep. kept, kept listening. And we just, we, none of us knew the stages. We just trusted the notes and we drove. Mm -hmm. um, and it turned out that the guys in those, Four-wheel drive cars maybe weren't just as brave or as stupid. I know it's yeah. whatever angle you want to take on it, like. And they were just um, organizer notes as well. It wasn't even. The, they were, the yeah, we were on those Scott map notes. So it was no, no yeah. such thing as a wreck or else. But uh -huh. we got away in those those couple of foggy, those couple of foggy, foggy stages and got a right good times and ended mm -hmm. up winning the rally and beating the guys in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at the back. So, um, <laughs> we, had, we certainly had a. A few beers after that, is that the way to put it? We ended up back in. Uh -huh. back in. Yeah. We were in Colin's house then that day, late, later on, and, and was, I tell you, it was late before we could finish up. But or, or early. <laughs> early, whatever way you want to put it. Now, yeah, so, yeah. uh, I, I think it was just the, the pure. As legendary as the two boys, weren't they? That's right, yeah. But it's just the pure satisfaction, you know, of, of, of getting that. Uh, results was uh, mm -hmm. both of us felt quite felt quite ch chuffed yeah. about it. The most I think a lot of people would say that you know Alistair was an exceptionally good and talented driver in his own right, but he, he was kind of probably under Colin Ridder a wee bit. He probably didn't get the credit he probably deserved. But, so. I would say, I mean, he got the drives he got in the world in the world world rally championship were on were on his own his own Aye. his own merit his own own speed and mm -hmm. and the fact that he was Colin's Colin's brother who got a bit of PR generated, but mm -hmm. it did probably put him under a certain arc of pressure in some way. Carrying the name, but he was well. He was well. He's very well capable of carrying that on. I mean, that speed on his own. So mm -hmm. you know, yeah, he's certainly wouldn't be, wouldn't be a slight, but a very nice, very nice guy. Yeah. But we had a Australia in two thousand and seven or eight, and 
yeah. living life out there and loving it. So, mm-hmm. and I see his son now starting to rally now too, Max. Yeah, a young fella called Max, um, Grand Cub, mm-hmm. come up through up through through carts, did a little bit of racing for a year now, he started running, mm-hmm. and from what I can gather, is capable as well, you know, and, and, oh, and we'll get quite, quite a number of breaks. I'm sure Alistair will have them fairly well, well coached and that oh, sort of stuff. But, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. good, good. Another well settled young fella, not you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, potential to go to, to go somewhere I'd say it's so. brilliant great to see isn't it yeah, good to see, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was Gordon Noble and myself Kevin Gunnar talking about it thank you very much for listening I hope you enjoyed it if you did can you please like and rate the podcast and if you're listening on Apple Podcast a review would be fantastic part two will be out soon so until then take care and speak soon bye bye